0: The Outer Realm with Michelle De and
1: Amelia Passano, airing live on the United Public Radio Network, one hundred five point three
0: FM in New Orleans.
2: Good evening, everyone, welcome to the Wednesday night segment of the Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network 105.3 and 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are also live on Roku, so now you can watch us from the comfort of your own living room. So if you have an account, head on over and uh, seek out UFO Paranormal. And you will find little old us there. Anyway, we're fully sponsored by the amazing folks over at Forgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the beginning. So thank you, Forgers. We appreciate you so very much. And we could not do it without you. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, AKA Justin Snicker, for his contribution of his time, his music, and his voice for our intro and occasionally outro. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found locations such as Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, you name it, you can find him. So thank you, thank you to Justin Snicker. Also, big thank you to artist Steve McGinnis. Uh, basically, he does a lot of horror art, and he is um, the genius behind all of our artwork at The Outer Realm. So big thank you to him as well. Uh, tonight, of course, we welcome the return of our friend and repeat guest, uh, Reverend William Bean. Well, you guys, many of us know as Bill Bean, who's going to be discussing his new book, Tales from an Exorcist. So I'm sure he's always fascinating to listen to. So I have no doubt that's going to be uh, an amazing segment for those who want to partake in the chat room. Please note that uh, Roku has no chat room. So that brings us down to seven, which is, let's see here. YouTube, uh, The Outer Realm, UFO Paranormal Radio, UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials. Then we jump over to Facebook, which is news on the flip side, UFO Paranormal, United Public Radio, Canada's Most Haunted, and of course, The Outer Realm, of course. And uh, we do try to pay attention, you know, to how many messages are coming in. But kind of look at it as like an eight-lane highway trying to come down into like one. And it, <laughs> Right? And it depends. Like, we're not just like purposely trying to ignore you all. Mm-hmm. We just have to kind of go with the pace of the guest as well. And then Oof. we... Sometimes we may just put your comments up if there's no specific question attached, um, but beyond that, you know,
1: please be patient with us. Yeah, it doesn't feel like seven chat rooms. It feels more like thirty. I know <laughs> when everybody's right? in there. Yeah, it's hard. Exactly. To keep up.
2: And remember, people, it's like for for Bubbles and I. Today's like our Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so true exactly so be patient with us is We're my doing take.
1: our best <laughs> anyway
2: so Bubbles, it going. and it's nine o'clock
1: <laughs> at night just saying and
2: that good. too
1: i'm good you sound so much better sounds like a healthier week this oh week God. for you i was just saying i could taste food and wine oh I
2: know,
1: when you can't <laughs> taste wine life just sucks it's true, <laughs> especially on like really
2: hard days. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Hey, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a little bit better than it's been the last couple of weeks. But you know, I'm still, I'm still fighting a little bit. But yeah,
1: nothing compared to Wayne. I know, because <laughs> he's still in the middle of it, certainly. <laughs> and we know because you're still hacking that it's going to be over ten days. Sorry, buddy. I hope you feel better.
2: Yeah, he's a few days behind me. I think two for me.
1: So I think it's a little bit more there. than that. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, I, but uh, um I I want to ask the audience if I can. What are your thoughts cuz I'm going to ask Reverend William what are your thoughts on paranormal TikTok?
2: Oh,
1: I'm really curious cool because I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I watch a lot of it. I mean, I search it and I look for it and I watch it when I'm stud- when I'm actually researching something. Not I don't watch paranormal TikTok on a norm. I watch Italian grandmothers on TikTok because she does because I need to laugh. <laughs> I need to laugh, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm curious as to there is such a huge following on TikTok, and I'm so curious as to what everybody's interest is. Are you for it? Are you against it? Um, is there something you'd like to see more of on there? Um, would you like to see clips of us on there?
3: Uh, things like
1: that. Um, TikTok is anything but normal. Yes, Wayne, that is the truth. And, um, I'm, I'm just really amazed by how many things are on there and how careful you have to be about what you're watching because there's a lot of fake stuff on there. Mm. I'm not gonna lie, there is so much fake stuff. And there's a few people that we know in this field that are are um, watching those videos and, and saying fact or faked or what they think of, even with UFOs on TikTok. There's a mm. lot, of, lot of film clips and that and sightings. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you think anytime during the show in yeah, the audience. Please let me know. There. Yeah, what your yeah. thoughts are? I'm going to ask, um, Reverend. Uh, I'm so used to calling him Bill. Um, he, he still
2: goes, He signs off on things and says, "Oh yeah, Bill." You know, it's, yes. It's, yeah. So I'm just actually going to, while you're you're talking, yeah. um, I'm just curious. I'm
1: I'm curious to see because I'm seeing some people that we know in this field really really heavy on there. Um, Kenny Blackburn says, "Freaky weird stories. Be real." Yeah. yeah there's there's some really doozies and you look at it and say there is no way that this is real and then it is and it it just really really shocks you um ray says i just want it to be truthful because i hate charlatans thinking it's okay to lie yeah unfortunately that's that's something in every field really you right. know, but um right, right. Just crazy train on there and there's some really, really good clips right that people got on there, and I think it's phenomenal. Hi, Corinne. I think it's phenomenal.
2: Well, you know what? Everybody can chime in and we'll we will ask um, Bill about it as well and see what he yeah, thinks and as just... we get in further into the show. He's just chiming in himself. Yay. So Bam, hey.
1: Hey, hi.
0: Nitties, how, how are, are you?
1: you? Good, how are you? It's good <laughs> hey. to see you.
0: It's great to see you guys. Great to be back again. Thank you for having me back. Oh, and, pleasure. Uh, looking forward to a great show here tonight.
2: Oh, absolutely. absolutely. People are already chiming in. Yeah, and, they're looking uh, forward to you. I know, and hello I know. To
0: everybody out there that's watching, in. I, I appreciate it. And uh, just it's been way too long. We've got a lot of catching up to do here.
2: I think mm-hmm. we do, and we're on Roku, so you're you're getting out to uh, some TV people tonight as well. <laughs> so
0: fantastic! And congratulations, uh, ladies. You have uh, I have admired your show for a long time, and now you're really uh, getting out there in the many different areas. So congratulations!
3: Thank oh,
2: thank you. you. Yeah, we've been nominated for uh, yet another podcast award this year. Doesn't surprise me.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It surprises us because we're just being ourselves. I know.
0: But see, that is where it's supposed to be. And that's where the success comes in. That's where because people can feel authenticity. I have uh, in my career, I've turned down many opportunities for TV series and movies and all kind of stuff because it wasn't me and if i can't be myself then i'm not interested i don't want it so good for both of you that you're doing this on your own terms you're keeping it real you're being real and authentic and you're seeing uh the fruits of that manifesting
2: thank you thank you it's a lot of work but we have a lot of fun and we learn a lot whenever Mm -hmm. you know our guests come on it's just a learning experience for the listeners but it is for us as well there's always yeah. something new to learn but it has been a while since you've been on so what I'd like to do is backtrack a little bit and just catch up a lot of our new people um mm-hmm. you know because i mean we we get into the millions of listeners every night now that we're on so let's just if you don't mind just backtracking a little bit about your journey to being where you are today. And then we'll slowly slide into this amazing new book of yours.
3: Mm -hmm. It's
0: just incredible. I, you know, when I have very rarely, I I have moments of reflection. uh, Most of the time is doing interviews like this, but it's, it's mind boggling to think about it Uh, from, from where I was as a child and the things that I suffered, my family suffered as well. And to be where I'm at right now, God working through me to help people, it is a miraculous transformation. Um, I feel so far removed from it. It's like it happened to somebody else, if that makes sense. Mm, it does. Um, yeah. And I'm thankful to God for that. But I lived a life of hell, to be honest with you. And you both know this. But for, for your viewers uh, out there who may not know me or my story, um, I've written 10 books. And in the first book, uh, which is called Dark Force, I talk about events that took place um, in a three-bedroom ranch-style home located in uh, Glen Burnie, Maryland, in a community called Herondale. And uh, it was hellish. It, It was truly hellish. And I didn't realize until after I had written the book that paranormal supernatural events were taking place long before Moving into that house. So, my family and I moved into the house in 1970. But um, I got some information from a family member that was reluctant to say anything uh, at the time of my writing. Okay, so it's not just
1: me. He did freeze.
0: You're frozen. <coughs>
1: You keep freezing.
0: Congratulations. Oh, do we lose? Amelia?
2: No, you're freezing. Yeah, you're freezing like crazy.
0: We're not out. Yeah. OK, so let's see.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: is that better now? Yeah. That is OK. We bind and rebuke that mm-hmm. garbage. But um, I found <laughs> out. That it went. Is it still freezing? <laughs> no, nope, still No, it,
2: nope, it always okay.
1: happens when we bring someone on with this topic matter, uh, just saying.
0: <laughs> yep, frozen. <laughs> well, of course, we bind and rebuke that garbage by the mighty Probably just in Jesus' name. Uh, um,
1: <laughs>
2: we'll get through it. About,
1: Are you going to find uh, me a rosary? <laughs> <laughs> That's <what I> mean.
0: <laughs> and then how's <laughs> down can you oh. guys see and hear me okay now yeah
1: no yeah we I see things so. lagging a lot yeah like i'm not yes. lying okay like
2: not lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay Just keep going i mean we'll, we'll just
0: have to catch you up <laughs> let's see if we can yeah let's let's see if we can get the, um, just it was uh, a hellish thing. It truly was. And and my mother and her siblings also experienced paranormal, supernatural events of their childhood. This goes way back. I found out that two family members had actually conjured up demonic forces uh, over a hundred years ago, and um, it came on the family, and it created a variety wow. of damage on both sides. Um, wow! Many mysterious and untimely deaths uh bizarre circumstances that came after your, your book
2: wasn't it dark forces no no like, this
0: this perfect. uh this goes way way back this yeah but your uh, the information so my mother and her oh yes yes correct yes. that's was oh, right. one really reading
2: about that okay i'm just yeah. Going.
0: Yeah. okay uh, yeah and um so they they and then i found out that my mother actually was in that area as a teenager because uh, their family moved around quite a bit in in childhood. And so she had exposure to that area uh, as a teenager. And furthermore, I found out that uh, many homes in the area probably to this day are still affected by evil demonic forces. I've been back as the spiritual warrior on several occasions, helping families uh, in the area um so there is a lot going on still in the area so Mm -hmm. i've said that my family came under attack because it was like a perfect storm i feel that my parents were led to that area that house where evil was already present and manifest furthermore evil was present and still is to this day and manifest in that area Mm -hmm. and uh there's a lot of history there The house was located at the bottom of a downhill cul-de-sac. It was a three-bedroom ranch-style home. It was semi-dilapidated. My father, William Bean Sr., was a master carpenter. He saw it as a restoration project, which he Mm -hmm. did. Uh, It made it uh, to be a very nice-looking house, uh, ultimately. But um, just from the very beginning, I was four years old. My sister was, uh, let's see, she was 13 and um, from the very beginning, I recall standing in front of that house and the two of us that she agreed with me, that it just had this really ominous and foreboding look and feel about it. You could feel the evil. You could feel the negativity. Um, and we were frightened. I was four years old. I shouldn't have been frightened like that. No. But uh, my, you know, again, it was very frightened. And so that's uh, where it began for us, but um, you would uh, go into the uh, home and it was very, very dark. It was always dark. It had dark brown paneling on the walls, almost black in in color. And um, so even on the brightest of days, that house was dark and it just had such an ominous feel and a heavy feel. When evil is present, you'll feel things like a heaviness in the air uh frequencies change as well which could cause your ears to ring Um, you will smell foul odors um and then of course the feeling of presence as well so there's many factors into this that will alert us to an evil presence and that house had all of it and uh so you would enter in through the uh, front door into the living room now interestingly enough you would walk in through the front door and there was a, a Uh, The entrance had two uh, wooden doors that were on sliders. um, And a story that I was not aware of that I didn't write about in Dark Forest, but I wrote about it in my second version of Dark Forest called Dark Forest Revisited was that my brother, who is still affected by these things to this day, um, told me something. He does not like to talk about it, but I was over his house one day, uh, several years ago, and he revealed to me something that took place that I was not present. I was not even in the home at the time. I was visiting my grandmother. And, um, he told me that, uh, he was on the couch in the living room. My father, who was a very, uh, rugged individual, he was as strong as a bull. He was a man's man. And, um, uh, kind man and blessed in every way uh that you could imagine it, it being he could have been very highly successful in life it's just sad you know both my parents have very sad stories but uh, according to my brother uh my dad walked in in a drunken stupor one night came in and uh my brother witnessed something an invisible force picking him up off of his feet now again my father was a muscular guy very stocky um and yet an invisible force picked him up off of his feet and hurled him through those double closet doors and for my brother to tell me that i was i was taken aback because he is uh suffered a lot of trauma he does not like to talk about it and when he revealed that story to me it just uh i was astounded that that he actually would talk about something like that but uh, that's just one incident of a plethora of things that took place there. My poor mm-hmm. mother, Patricia Bean, mm-hmm. she suffered more than any of the thousands of. of- oh, no. so. yeah. I've never seen such suffering as what I saw with my own mother. Uh, over the years and it was just so sad and tragic and uh, so my parents in the beginning when we first moved in my mother was the first to have an experience in the house that took place while she was unpacking and organizing in the living room she had first thought that uh, it was my dad sneaking back in because she felt the presence in the room she was engrossed in what she was doing And she felt a presence come into the room, and she really thought that it was my dad coming back in, and she spun around, fully anticipating on seeing him, and in her shock, you know, no one was there. And then shortly after that, uh, one of the bedroom doors slammed shut. It was my sister's door, the uh, back room. We call it the back bedroom. It was the uh, last room on the left at the end of the hallway. And that door slammed shut by itself. And that was enough to make her go outside and wait until we returned. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that's where it started with the activity. (laughs) You're not
1: going to stay there and say, hey, can I get you (laughs) something? Right. And and so that's
0: where it started. But then it gradually increased uh, to more of those types of events and then increased and and, uh, went into a regular pattern of physical abuse. My mother and myself were physically abused by demonic forces uh, for most of the time that we lived there. And um, unfortunately for my mother, she um, was not only suffering physical abuse at the hands of the demonic entities, but then as time went on, um, in 1970, you know, my parents were social drinkers. You had house parties back then, family members, all that kind of stuff. And mm. uh, it,
1: people drove was, drunk.
0: <laughs> it, there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on back then. Yeah. But, um, as this supernatural activity increased, what happened was, uh, my father who was used to being in control, of every situation finally found himself in a situation that he could not control. My parents believed in God, but we're not religious. We did not attend church. We were never baptized or anything like that. Um, So he wouldn't turn to the church. I think uh, in looking back on this, and I'm not making excuses for my father because he was a good man who made many horrible decisions. But I really believe that this drove him to a life of alcoholism, which was an escape from reality because he could not control the situation.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And so then uh, going into that world everything started to fail for him. You know, he had his own business. He was a contractor and that was starting to go south. And then he started physically abusing my mother on a regular basis between 1973 and 1975, nearly killing her on several occasions. And so uh, my mother just absolutely suffered terribly. And she had also developed high blood pressure, which led to a series of strokes. So she was going through the health issues going through the spiritual issues and then going through the physical domestic abuse at the same time. And uh, I very much hated my father for a long time. Uh, I can recall being eight years old, having to run out of the house to get the police called on my own father because he was absolutely killing my mother. I mean, these are horrific traumatic memories. And Mm, I started having regular demonic uh, attacks, physical attacks on me from age five. Uh, from crazy. age 5 to age 12. So we literally yeah. went through hell. He left us in 1975. And when he left, unfortunately, he left us in such a bad way that uh, my mother, who at that time was physically unable to get a job and go to work because she was so uh, beaten down health-wise mm. and spiritually as well. Um, she had to go on welfare. I mean, it was... Uh, it was it was just awful there so we had money problems we had the uh, supernatural aspect as the main contributor to the problem the house mm-hmm. was offered off in the front yard but that's so, how it goes
3: isn't
0: it yeah yes it a cavalcade of uh, a snowball effect and this is exactly so all life operates on frequency and vibration so when God yahweh spoke the world into existence, he did so by the power of his voice, which is frequency and vibration. So all life operates on that principle. So if we are on high frequency and high vibration, life is good, life is positive, we are moving forward. But if we are on low, like I'm describing here, life sucks. There's always a drama, a problem, an issue, uh, and never an answer or solution. And, and we live that for very long. It happened was event after event after event took place and we were in the fear-based trauma-based way of think and living and when you get into that type of exist prisoner i said in the book you know prisoner of pow camp you you become mm-hmm. accustomed to that yes. and you actually accept that even though it is horrific you accept that as normal because you come to expect those things to happen. It's like a
3: Stockholm. And we someday. lived like We're that just...
0: for so, so long.
3: Yeah. Correct,
0: yeah. Michelle. You're absolutely yeah. right. And, May um, I ask? Like,
2: it pains gets... me
0: when I talk about this. So when I look back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
2: oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll jump in later. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I said it, it, it pains me. No, no. Don't lose the thought. I want you to ask me. Uh, it just pains me sometimes when I look back, and especially when I have to write about these things. Oh, my goodness. When I have to put myself back there, especially when it comes mm. to suffering from my mother, it pains me terribly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be careful because that's quite an opening that you're creating.
0: It does. Well, I'm happy to tell you that, you know, coming out of that, and this is why God chose me to do what I do. That which led me to my
2: question. You took sorry. the situation... And you you went with it like I think a lot of us who have and that came from you know an, an oppressive you know situation as well for a good part of my life with Antony and I you learn to I, I cope with it you know when there was no internet back then right you just you found your way and I did and I chose to get into the field and help other people on a different level than what you do of course now your brother who didn't talk about it very much and you know he just until recently. It wants nothing to do with it. How did your siblings like how do they cope even now?
0: Love them both. They're wonderful people. they're good and productive people, but um,
1: just like anybody them. else,
0: they're troubled in their own ways and they uh, and and I think uh, in my brother's case, uh, he was the youngest of the three mm. of us, and uh, he was so young. Neither of my parents lived to see the age of fifty. My mother, uh, died of a cerebral hemorrhage at age 44 oh, and that was uh, two months after my beloved grandmother her mother mm. uh, died from a sudden series of heart attacks these were the two closest people to me in my life oh, god, god showed me a yeah. vision of their deaths about six months before it happened and i begged him mm. to take me instead of them because i wouldn't be able to bear it without them oh it would have killed uh, your mother
1: anyways if you went first yeah, you know that
0: it was it was horrible and so they uh so i think my brother still uh has a lot of trauma a lot of bitterness he feels that so uh um, people
2: don't ever recover from things robbed. like that he yeah, can uh, cope
0: he's a good man he is a hard worker uh has a wife and two children and he's been a very good provider family continues to do so but mm-hmm. um let's just say uh they didn't choose the road of faith. Maybe I could say it that way. And uh, I love them both dearly and they're great people. Um mm-hmm. but they don't share as much in faith as I do. And um I pray that they'll get there one day. That's all I can say.
2: Some um, people look at it and, and they go the other way. It's like, why would you let this happen to me? You know, yeah. and, and then it's like out of sight, out of mind. After all, you know, acknowledgement is empowerment.
0: You know, yeah. acknowledge
2: it it doesn't exist that's that's the mindset you know of, of a lot of individuals i i think with yourself you know you wanted to do something about it for some of us we can do this and you know it, it was it was my calling i i do on a different level for the last couple of decades and you know amelia's on board and it's it's just you either do it, accept it for what it is, and go full—I'd say—full warrior mode, as I'm sure you'll you'll agree. Right, right. Or you just sit back and, and watch right. it, you know, watch it infiltrate because it does infiltrate. And when you think back, I remember Amelia and I talking; she would be telling me stories, you know, of her upbringing, or, or you know, even right up until the last couple of decades. And I'd say, well, similar with me. And then you sit back and you go, holy crap! I think I had something in the house. You know, you don't think about it because it happens sometimes so gradually. And next thing you know, you've got and an infestation, suddenly, yeah. you're fully oppressed. Yeah. That's right?
1: it's untouchable So Roman Catholic. Sorry, Michelle. That's okay. <laughs> we're untouchable. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, so, my parents go to church. Now you're
2: full yeah, on. No. And, you know, you, you basically move forward and you decided to get into this. So maybe just walk us through to catch everyone up from... That point yeah. on, where you become, well, you
0: know, worried. I'll tell you how dude. it started, how it really started. The, the first test was uh, at age 13. So it was back in that house, uh, 1979. Uh, we had a priest involved. My family and I are not Catholic, but our uh, my step-grandfather was, my mother's stepfather. And he went to his church uh, and they sent a priest out. I appreciated that. He was involved for the last 16 months that we lived there. And it got to the point where where was bringing mason jars full of holy water and telling my mother you know when she saw these manifestations throw literally throw it at them and and that's how bad it had gotten after my dad left uh, my mother came under pretty much nightly physical attack from these demonic entities choking her um, my mother had cuts, bruises bite marks scratches on her long after my dad had left and um she was also struck with a glass that was uh, shot out of a, a cabinet, like a projectile, that uh, busted her brow, uh, mm-hmm. rendered her unconscious. She had a concussion. She had to go to the hospital. Uh, so the, the abuse continued. But then um, my life, had a lengthy conversation with my father's older brother, my uncle Clifford. And uh, he was a, he's no longer with us but he's a devout christian and um he told me that we could take power and authority over evil by the power of god and i really didn't understand it until he sat down with me and started telling me this and i'm telling you god knows what he's doing he brings people into our lives for a reason right time and and certainly my uncle was there at the right time to give me this information because it empowered me so for the first time in my life after having that discussion with him I felt like I had hope. I felt empowered. I was a victim for so long, and now all of a sudden I feel empowered. Little did I know that the very next day I would be engaged in my first battle against these evil forces. And this took place in the house after my mom had been picked up by an entity and literally thrown across the room. She landed in her makeup table. She was cut open. She was bruised. She was scratched. Um, she had a new man in her life at that point in time, 1979. And uh, his name was Richard. And Richard and I helped her to her feet. Richard wanted to take her to the hospital. She refused. And I became enraged. And that was the first time after all, all the years and being a scared child um, and enduring all this that I grabbed the Bible now at that point in time I didn't know anything about the Bible we had a Bible in the house but I'd never read it I didn't know anything about the Bible I I grabbed the Bible I grabbed a jar mason jar full of that holy water now take here my uncle was telling me to bind and rebuke and cast them out and I did not do that I was demanding them to show and let me tell you when I did that it was like a scene from a horror film so oh, yeah. I was 13 years old. There were five adults in the house with me. my mother had just been attacked. Um, I was enraged. And I demanded them to show themselves. And the house started vibrating. Things were falling mm-hmm. off the walls. Doors were opening and slamming. I mean, it truly, it was like a scene from a horror film. And mm-hmm. we eventually got up the hallway. The adults were standing behind me. I was standing at the edge of the living room. They were standing behind me in the dining room and these four entities appeared in like greenish yellowish beams of light thanks star trek they appeared in those beams uh one we'd seen them all before one had the look uh, we call it the undertaker it had this black beard uh sometimes it wore a hat sometimes it didn't and it had chalky white skin black eyes um very sinister and the entity was attacking my mother on a regular basis and then another one next to him uh had the look of, of a human male red hair curly hair close uh short curly hair long scar down the side of its uh, left side of his face but also had chalky white skin and black eyes and then there was a female uh long dark hair long black gown sharp facial features black, black eyes this was what we call which i wrote about in my first book um, had to be at least seven feet tall glowing red eyes and just like a black form and we clearly saw them and the adults were probably 10 feet behind me in the dining room and we clearly saw those entities i would say for at least three seconds and they didn't just suddenly vanish they just dissipated and as they dissipated all the chaotic things that were happening in the house suddenly stopped and there was a peace and a calm uh momentarily anyway and so that was the first battle for me at age 13 against those demonic forces and i really do looking back on this now i believe that uh in order for me to be where i'm at now and helping others i had to suffer and i had to experience things and so I think that was a test for me from God to see if I could be this spiritual warrior that he would later 13 call years up. old. So
3: that's...
0: Yes. 13 years old. And I, I'll tell you, I'll never, ever forget it. And I can't describe to both of you in words, how mm-hmm. enraged I was because when you're victimized over and over and over and over and over and you pushed it on and you're bullied and grabbed some people. And I was one of those people. You're going to come out fighting. You've had enough. And now you're going to explode and now you're going to be on the offense and you've had it. And that's how it was with me. So I think that was my first test from God to see if I could actually stand up um, to these demonic supernatural forces. And uh, so little did I know, because I have to tell you both, I had no intention of ever becoming uh, an exorcist, spiritual deliverance minister, or spiritual warrior, or whatever you want to call me. Because once I was free from this, and I wasn't free from it until I made the greatest decision that I've ever made in my life, and that was to make God first in my life and then um, accept Yahshua, Jesus the Christ in my life. That's when things changed. That's when I was free. And that, shortly after that, is when God put a calling on my life to become a non-denomination minister that would go out and help people. And when I first got this calling, I thought... God must have a sense of humor because why would he choose somebody like me? What can I do to help anybody? Because mm, that's, that's why. time I, I felt worthless, to be honest with you. I, mm-hmm. um, I had to quit school in the eighth grade because of the deaths of my mother and grandmother. I was paying room and board. I had to go live somewhere to pay to live somewhere. I, I lied about my age, went to work on a construction site with these Ooh. really tough guys, made me a tough guy. But I was a skinny kid, you know, working with men, some hardcore men, and uh, I had to grow up very, very quickly. And so this was all preparation process to make me strong in mind, body and spirit. It was a process because it didn't just happen overnight. I had to work very hard. A, I had to decide to want to be free from this and to have a quality of life which i did not want that for many years i just wanted somebody to come up and put a gun to my head and pull the trigger to be honest with you
1: uh Mm -hmm.
0: so it required me to step out of that type of thinking and say okay i really do want to have a quality of life and for me it was a process it was two steps forward and three steps back because of the behavioral patterns that were developed and it's very difficult to break those uh not only did i have to quit school and go to work and was working with some hardcore individuals. I grew up on the streets too, with some hardcore individuals. Mm -hmm. Most of those people are in jail or they're dead. They're either Mm -hmm. in prison or dead. And I could have very easily been there myself. I used drugs. I drank, I was violent. And so I had to break out of all those types of behavioral patterns that were Destruction, you know, the devil was really trying to destroy me before I could get to where God wanted and needed me to be. But it required my free will uh, to want to be there and to want to be free from those things. So it was a process. But once I got there, um, I never looked back. And I'm so thankful to God for transforming my life from victim to victor. I'd never be a victim to anyone or anything again. And I can say that by the power of God working through me. And I thank you and praise him for it. So this is all part of this warrior mode mentality. And uh, ladies, it's been an amazing journey ever since uh, I finally accepted the call that God put on my life to go and help people. I just, just thinking back to the first time, uh, the very first time I went to a family in Maryland that uh, they had a serious demonic infestation and problem going on yet i knew when i first arrived on scene before before i even was i just knew that this is what i was supposed to be doing and uh, i went in there even though it was the first time for me uh, i had faith and i truly believed that god would work through me to help those people i did encounter demonic forces Uh, At one point when I was binding and rebuking and casting them out down in the basement, these two um, circular black forms, they look like two basketballs and they merged together and they went right out through the back door of the basement, right through the door as I was binding, rebuking, casting out. So uh, that's where it all started. And now here I am today. Uh, it is miraculous. I can't tell you. It's probably in the thousands now of people that God's worked through me to help, uh, not only in America, but 54 other countries as well. Uh, and it just continues. And I'm mm-hmm. thankful.
2: <clears throat> well, I don't think helping people has boundaries. <laughs> just, no. And, and mm-hmm?
0: not even Go language ahead. boundaries. Go ahead, Amanda. No. I'm sorry.
1: No, 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 no. I thought well,
2: yeah, so I knew was going to say something that backed off. I, yeah,
1: I, I was. I was going to say... Um, you know, sometimes even like look, I hear a lot from people who work as, as clergy, they're called. It's not a job. They're called. Yes. And I hear about those callings for most come very early. I honestly believe that you were called because of your strength, because you didn't break. And that's the type of resiliency that you need in that kind of work. Um, Spiritual warfare is real.
0: It's real. It- it's and I find now that it's almost like a twenty-four-seven operation for me. Uh I am if I'm not traveling, then I'm doing sessions with people via Skype, via phone.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and there are times that I'm on a Skype session at five, five 6 AM, six thirty AM with people from different parts of the world. Uh it's just I've had also encounter situations to where I had to Completely. I always completely rely on God. But in in these instances, I really had my faith because uh, one instance took place in France. Family did not speak English. I do not speak French. Yet somehow they had a severe demonic problem. And somehow God worked through me, even though we couldn't understand each other in the language It didn't matter because supernaturally we were invoking the power of God over it and those people Mm -hmm. were freed. Then another time uh, I helped a young lady who was demonically possessed in Cairo, Egypt, and -hmm. it was a similar thing. They spoke very little to no English, but yet God worked through me to deliver her and the family as well. So that's, you know, that when we're in the supernatural realms like that. Mm -hmm there's mm-hmm. no words to describe that and the level of joy that I feel in knowing that God actually worked through me to help someone to be free from that. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: right.
1: It, it's um, what I was trying to say was just you telling your story. People don't think much of it, but it's huge, especially when you're on a platform like this, where you're reaching millions of people. Mm-hmm. You're healing and helping at the same time. As you speak, every word is giving them strength to fight back. And that's a small step, but huge for them. It looks small on our side, but it's massive for someone who's going through this kind of mm-hmm. attack. Well, and I, I agree. I, I think the, the you know, Michelle and I are here because we want to, we do radio because this way people can find us and reach us. Yeah, it, It's mostly for that. You know, and I think it's important to do as much media as possible for that.
0: I agree. And and again, like I said at the opening of the show, I've I've been on upteen shows. Uh, and that's how people find me internationally because they see me on some of those uh, hauntings or travel channel stuff. I've done a lot of stuff with travel channel. Uh, but there are shows that I've turned down because, again... If I can't be real mm-hmm. and authentic, then I don't want that. I'm not an entertainer and, um, I, I, I don't TV or whatever. I want to be real and authentic And my drive and my mission every day of my life is to help somebody.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. We have one question.
1: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Adrian. Hi, Adrian. Adrian says, where do the cast bound and rebuked entities go?
0: Okay. So the way I do this and, and, let me say this. I'm not criticizing anybody. People do things in their own way and how God leads them to do it. I have seen in some of the churches in some of the more charismatic churches in America, pastors buying and rebuking and casting demons out. There's nothing wrong with that. But where the problem comes in is that when they're doing that, the demons are jumping into other people.
3: Mm.
0: Why? Because they're not so, and I'm not saying I'm perfect in the way that I do it is perfect, but I'm going to share with you how I do it and how God leads me to do it. So when I'm binding and rebuking and casting out demons, I ask God, Yahweh, to send his giant warrior angels to come and take those demons into custody and carry them off and deposit them back into the pits of hell where they belong. That way, everybody's covered. They're not jumping into anybody they're not going into anybody else's houses they're not they are being taken into custody so we have to be very thorough and mindful yeah. of these things when we're doing this because otherwise it's very dangerous
1: transference is huge um in an yeah. exorcism it's huge it's yes. a big part of how it moves around um to avoid a priest or clergy working on the victim, the person who's possessed, and it'll bounce around. There's actually a film and it's based on a true story, but yet the and I'm not criticizing the Vatican, just the Vatican denounces it. And the na- the woman's name is let's just say Maria and she's put in a psych ward in Rome in a far-off wing, which is locked down and there is crucifixes and blessings everywhere. This woman was assisting in a an exorcism, and it was it jumped into her, and she actually killed the people at the exorcism. Yeah, um, it can
0: happen. It can absolutely happen. And even in my own case, I write about this in my latest book, "Tales from an Exorcist." Um, a loved one who shall remain named uh, was demonically possessed for twenty two days, and uh, a Catholic priest they did the exorcism the leading authority on exorcism in maryland at that time and this was back in the 80s late 80s uh was going was involved in this case and they had a set date to perform the exorcism over the family member of the loved one well unfortunately uh things got so bad at one point i had to call 911 and it took nine police officers and emts to hold this 135 pound woman down Um, I was a very powerful individual myself back then. I could bench press 500 pounds. I was a a power lifter. And um, the entity working through that woman grabbed my throat and was literally crushing my throat. It took every ounce of strength that I had to get that one hand from around my throat. Um, So the priest, what happened was this had escalated in such a severe way that I called um, the priest in the middle of the night, And he was uh, to to assist the leading authority on exorcism in Maryland in this case. Well, unfortunately, he could not get him at the time. It was late at night. He came by himself. uh, And I stood there with him beside him. And the things that we saw and heard and felt were straight out of the exorcist. The only thing that I didn't see out of that and the only thing that I haven't seen in my entire career is someone's head spin around, but I've seen just about everything else, including levitation. I saw levitation off the bed that night. We uh, mm. heard a deep masculine voice coming from the victim, uh, superhuman strength, death threats, every kind of foul thing said to us. And so this went on all through the night. And uh, finally God worked through the priest to deliver her. But unfortunately for him, after that took place, he was never the same again. He was put into a facility. And um, I had to, through a friend, a former police officer, private investigator, he tracked him down because it, the church said there was, when I tried to call and locate this priest, the church said there was no such person, there's no such priest that exists by that name. And it took my friend, John Romine, to uh as a private investigator to track down this priest at the facility, and he actually was able to go there and speak with him briefly about what took place that night. And um, that was many years ago. Uh, the, the priest is probably no longer with us, but uh, God bless. Bad about it because uh, that man was put into danger, and I, looking back on it, the way his life was affected after that, I feel bad for calling him and having him placed into that level of danger because he was never the same again. And he lived out, as far as I know, there was days in the facility and uh, gave some very candid uh, commentary to John Romine when he went there asking him about the case.
1: Hmm. Um, May I? Of course. Thank you. <laughs> no, I don't want to cross because Bill's lagging. I don't want to cross. I wait cross for the finger. Yeah, that's what I did earlier, but I wasn't sure if you saw. <laughs> I see <me>. the finger. It's <laughs> like, okay. Excuse me. Yeah, this one, the pointer. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, what I wanted to ask you, which I think a lot of people at home are thinking, and I ask every time we have somebody who does this kind of spiritual work, how do you, what process do you, do you go through what process does a person go through if they come to you for help like how do you decide this is someone that i need to assist and i need to be there this is definitely a possession because the naysayers will say well there's a lot of scientific reasons for everything that you're you're saying i mean there are like epilepsy and and different mental health issues and if there's a child like yes that, yeah. and you know the strength can come from all kinds of different places but where how do you decide
0: well first of all it's holy discernment so am i perfect absolutely not do i claim to be no oh, way Lord but i is. i'm real and authentic and i try to do my best and i try to be every day of my life because i'm focused on helping others so therefore in my commitment to god which is real and authentic um i try to draw as close to him as i possibly can and he blesses me with holy discernment now mm-hmm. uh People have come to me from all walks of life with every situation that you can imagine. Not everybody's possessed, that's for sure. It's, it's rare, really, when you break it down in the larger scheme of things. But I try to help everyone. I don't turn anybody away, even if it's people that are mentally disturbed. And in situations where people were fabricating as well, and I had to pull out of a, a haunting episode uh, because I thought that we are fabricating and I couldn't be a part of that. But um, mm-hmm. I deal with people that, and if it's a case of possession, it'll be a loved one that contacts me because the the affected individual is not going to contact me. Uh, it would be a loved one. And then we would have to get consent from that individual if they, because it comes down to free will. Um, but in other cases, there are people there are, uh, um type of block or attachment a demonic stronghold there are many levels to this um family bloodline curse uh ties Mm -hmm. people that get into relationships with people that are toxic to them and that develops a soul tie and that will create a level of evil and negativity that will put a person under that type of curse that everything continues to go negative due to that soul tie there are people out there that do place curses on people, whether that is voodoo, Santeria, or Halia, or other things like that. It's very real. Um, I can think off the top of my head of uh, a few cases to where people actually had curses, others, and it resulted in death in two cases that I could think of off the top of my head that I was involved in. Um, mm. so, so there are many levels to this. Uh, Yes, if it's uh, somebody demonically possessed, God will give me the whole... I also have to have dialogue. And so if it's phone dialogue, I am collecting the information. Mm -hmm. I need to know what's going on. It's not that I want to know everybody's deep and dark secrets. I have to know because Mm
1: -hmm. we have
0: to get to that level of discernment and um, clarification yeah. So know we can't that keep secrets this in this
1: situation.
0: Account. Yeah. No. You know, is this no. a real and no. authentic account of demonic possession? Is this person oppressed? Is there an attachment? Is there a stronghold? Why is it? Uh are the is the victim or victims, are they under the influence of drugs and alcohol? Uh, do they have other types of addictions? There are trauma, many trauma,
1: childhood trauma. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that is the number one thing, Amelia. In not in all the cases, but but in a large amount of the cases over throughout my career, uh, trauma which stems from either child molestation or some mm-hmm. type of rape or violent crime or something like that is at the top of the list in many yeah. of the cases and the mm-hmm. hardest
1: one to talk about, right? I yes. have one more question and I'm going to zip for a bit because there's a whole bunch. <laughs> so, um, I would like to ask you if you, um, are okay to share? If not, it's okay. I'm going to throw it out there. What is the scariest, the most frightening encounter that you have ever had?
0: There are many. That's, that's a sure. tough one because there's so many. I, I know. About in the book, there are many. They're all coming. And I, again, I got to tell you, the two that there's a lot, but the two that I could say right off the top of my head, three actually um one was the case that i mentioned earlier about the loved one being possessed for 22 days um i was not the spiritual warrior then at that time didn't know the bible didn't know the scriptures and that demon spoke through the victim and spoke to me directly and said for a man with such faith in your god you surely don't know the bible and it started mocking me and my lack of knowledge and quoting scripture after scripture after scripture um, so that was, and I could talk a lot more about that. Uh, it's it actually, I wrote about it in the book. Uh, and then another case, um, took place in 2017 and, um, the victim, it was so severe. And I've seen over the years, people's eyes go all white, all black, uh, all red. And then in one case, the, uh, lady's eyes went to, uh, Almost like a yellow color with reptilian slits, and um, I've personally seen these things. And you, you, even if you were standing, I'm not
1: laughing at you. I'm agreeing.
0: But if you were standing (laughs) there with me and you saw that, you'd have to. Some people turn around and run.
1: Uh, You have
0: to rub your eyes and go. Did I really? Am I seeing this? Is this really it's happening? hard to
1: absorb, right? It's hard to absorb, especially when you've of never seen something
0: like that. You're just like, what? A the? lot of people would turn and run. They would drop. Um, but in another case, I just finished an exorcism. And this was in a, a very large home. Um, I won't disclose the location. I, I, In the book, I changed around some of the uh, locations and events yeah, and times. Yeah, of course, um, of course. But this took place in a very large house. Uh, the lady was severely demonically possessed. God yeah. worked through me to free her. And then this is another thing Not with there. I have to, after the exorcism is complete, I'll, in most cases I will follow that up with a covenant renewal and a baptism. So I'll perform a baptism over the victim in their bathtub if I have to, sometimes swimming pool, uh baptize people in creeks, you name it. Um but uh after that then I have to go through the entire home and make sure that there are no demons hiding or lurking anywhere in there. They don't want to go. They don't want to be (coughs) in smallest corners. Smallest uh,
1: corners in between the walls.
0: (laughs) Well in this one case uh gone through the house and then at the end, uh, I had to go upstairs and it was a, so this was like a three or four level house. Mm. And uh, I think it was the fourth level. It had a wide set of steps that went up to an attic area and the attic, I guess they were going to transform that into a master bedroom or something. And so I went up the steps to my right. There was a sort of like split in half to the right. There was a lamp there and there was some light. And I started, you know, blessing everything and binding rebuking and casting out any demons that might be there asking Yahweh to send his angels to take them into custody, carry them off. Um, so everything seemed fine on the side where the, the lamp was. So everything's complete there. Now I'm going to go left and start my trek to the other side, which was completely dark. And Uh, got over to that other side, and on the right, to my right, there was a window. There was like a double window. There was uh, no curtains or anything like that, and the the moonlight was coming in through that window. And there was, so between that window, and I would say maybe 10, 12 feet from the wind shaft, and standing in between that window and relationship i so i got pretty even you know they're getting over there towards the window the ventilation standing in between that no more than i would have to say six to eight feet in front of me was this seven or more feet tall black entity all black uh Very similar to what I saw in the house as a child growing up. Mm -hmm. Glowing red eyes. uh, Looked like a hooded type of entity. But it also had something else that I hadn't seen before. It had these, almost looked like it was wings folded. You could see points sticking up past the shoulders, like wings were folded in.
1: Almost like a bat. Yeah. And I
0: had, I had, um, I think I had my Bible in my left hand mixture which has a mixture of water holy oil and holy salt and uh i was gonna say i'd be screaming for the salt (laughs) well a lot (laughs) of people now i want you both to think about this for a second because as i'm describing it that's exactly how it happened and a lot of people probably would have fainted some would turn around some some private goals i'm standing i would say between six and eight feet in front of this entity and this was only by the power of god that i could have the strength to remain there and then have the strength to take power and authority over it i said by the mighty power of yahweh in his mighty and holy name in yahshua jesus the Christ's name i bind and rebuke you and i cast you out and i threw that mixture three times and that thing let out a screech like I have never heard before or since. It was so loud, it rattled the windows in the house and then it departed. Mm. I will mm. never forget that as long as I live. And uh, I praise God for helping me to be able to withstand that and actually take power and authority over it and cast it out.
2: So, so, how <laughs> do we go from there? <clears throat> In t- well, basically, because you're making mention of the type of entities that you're seeing in the book, you do write about the common types of entities Did you want to go through those like you've got fallen angels, nephilim, a snake like demons. And, or and I'll
0: tell you, Michelle, you're right on the mark there with that question, because I, I really have thought about that for many years. And I thought, you know, that may have been a fallen angel right there. What what I encountered right there very well could have been a fallen angel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, you're right. There are many different types of
3: mm-hmm. these
0: entities. Um, and this goes really deep. This is the deep rabbit, because the devil, Hasatan, Belial, uh, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, he was a very favored being in heaven. He held a high place. He was the choir director in heaven in charge of the praise and worship music of the most high God, Yahweh Elohim. Mm-hmm. And so... He held a very high position and the rebellion started and this will be for another show another time. Maybe Uh, Uh I have my theories as to who the devil is and who exactly he is to God and to Jesus as well. And um, so let's just say this when uh, when the devil was cast out of heaven with a third of the angels, the benign Elohim, the sons of God, they came down here to earth in flying craft. Why does Yahweh create the divine Merkabah chariots? I don't know. We'd have to ask him but I do believe that he does because Psalm 68 17 says the chariots of God are 20,000. So, If in fact what I'm saying is true, then the devil and a third of the angels were cast out of heaven. Chariots came down here, uh, took women, had uh, human sexual relations with them producing a hybrid offspring of giants called the Nephilim. Uh, the Nephilim went into the beast of uh uh when our natural sex acts with build there's dogs, wolves, wolves uh you name it and that produced an offspring of the offspring which are called sabé, sasquatch bigfoot creatures they're every bit as much supernatural as they are flesh and blood creatures and this all originates from there so when we're talking about these levels and in a lot of the cases not all But in many of the cases, people did report UFO sightings and Bigfoot encounters and all these types of things. I'm not going to say that all of these Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Sabe creatures are evil and wicked, because I've had many personal experiences with them to where they were loving, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes threatening in other cases. But I think like people, these uh, beings... Have the propensity to do good or evil. Well, if you're and, saying uh, that
2: you, you know they're, you're, they're seeing UFOs and orbs and things like that around sightings, could it be that let's just use reptilians for example? Could yeah, you know, could people be mistaken demons? I mean, to me they're one of the same. But I mean, I, we've got the, we've got people arguing out there. It's a lot of people think reptilians are actually a little kinder. You know, they have good experiences. Are we mix? Are we mixing them up, demons and reptilians,
0: or do you feel the one of the same? No, glad you brought it up again. I'm glad you brought this. Boy, you and I are on. We're in sync here because I was just thinking that you're you're saying that again. Um, the, in my opinion, and based on my experience, right. The uh, and, and look, <clears throat> I have had many encounters with those entities as well. And uh, is it possible? that they like the bigfoot sasquatch creatures could have good intent and bad intent and i guess i mean i i I couldn't truly give you the answer but what, what i can truly give you is that i've had many encounters with those types of entities as well and i do believe the evil ones are absolutely in the satanic realms and kingdoms. so let's take it to a larger scale and this is speculation on my part i've got no way of proving this But I truly believe that the world, especially America, is in such great turmoil for a reason. And the reason for that is that, A, God, Yahweh, is allowing the devil to have this short time on the earth to literally create havoc and make everything upside down and backwards. Now, that said, if that's true, I believe that the devil uses reptilians to be the go-between to the power elite on this earth. So the power elite are taking orders via these reptilian entities. So the devil is giving the directive. The reptilian entities are bringing the directive upon the power elite. And this is why our world is so messed up. This is why all these terrible, horrible things are happening, because this is in the devil's order, which is order out of chaos. And that's exactly what, in my opinion, this is what's happening here. So most people don't realize ladies that every single person on this planet is engaging in spiritual warfare each and every day. Most people don't even know it. If they have a bad okay. day, they chalk it up to a bad day. If they're having a bad mm-hmm. month, if they're having a bad year, they chalk it up to that. They have no idea That there are Mm -hmm. spiritual ramifications behind this that may be causing these types of things. And so, uh, Michelle, I'm so glad you brought that up because this goes so deep and there are so many layers to this. And there are even it could go as far because I've had these experiences as well. And and maybe some would laugh at this, but I'm going to say it because it's true. Uh, there are uh, little entities like gnomes that can be evil, also that I hate gnomes. <clears throat> I'm just saying. It, it doesn't sit well do with Michelle.
2: reason too.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have seen this, and I have experienced this, and I have a photograph of one Oh, the right. The year in the '90s, uh, so I know they're real. I know they exist. So the the um, is a very deep. So I guess they're not on
1: your lawn. <laughs> I
2: guess it depends how they're uh, all no, know. Not it to I know. <laughs> um we're gonna try to get to just a few questions. So guys, we're just trying to keep in sure. sync with the conversation. We're not ignoring everybody. So let's start with this one here.
1: Uh yes, Bob Marley. Hi, Bob Marley. Great name. Um Bob Marley asks, has the demon ever told you his name? Mm. I just have one request. Don't please don't say the name if you ask. <laughs> Please don't say it because I I know people listening and and watching will repeat that and they don't realize how dangerous that is.
0: I would never repeat that, and I've given over 2,500 interviews in my career. (laughs) I've never would never. Uh, Uh, Some people do. uh, No, I wouldn't do that again. I'm not an entertainer, I'm somebody that wants to help people, and I would never do anything to put anybody in jeopardy ever. So, but yes, to answer the question, yes,
1: which is
0: surprising yeah wow yeah. you uh, must have had it, it by, by the
1: throat to do that
0: Well, i'll say it to you like this and again this was before i was a spiritual warrior uh okay. back in that case that i mentioned with the loved one uh the demon spoke to me through that voice and this was the first time that it had happened to me in this way uh it said why don't you just give up and join us and i said who are you and it said a name so I'll leave it at that. Yeah.
1: You, you show great control and dedication to be able to assist someone that you love in that circumstance.
0: Amelia, I'll tell you, it's only by the power of God. I mean, I've had people. Uh, I've been in situations as a spiritual warrior where people wanted to shoot me. Um, I yeah. had a person hand me their gun and say, I want to shoot you right now. You better take this. Uh, people try to stab me. Um Uh, One incident, uh, one incident, a person tried to slash me with a shard of glass. Um, I have been, uh, people tried to bite me. They have spit on me. You just wouldn't believe it. We could be here all night if I listed the things. So I've been in a lot of danger um, as Mm. this spiritual warrior, but I've been in many life-threatening situations throughout my life, and God saved me every time. But uh, I understand it all. Like I said earlier, it was Mm. necessary to experience these things, to be where I'm at in helping people
1: yeah and often these people that are doing these things to you are often led by the darkness it's not in them to be that way that's just a behavior correct sorry
0: uh, <laughs> i okay. could talk to You're them like all night Right, and, and um, so it's essential that i keep so my whole thing being in these types of situations um I have to be in control. Therefore, I can't show any fear. If I show fear, I'm not in control anymore and I'm defeated and the people that I'm trying to help are defeated. So I have to under whatever circumstance it is, I have to be in control and maintain maintain control of the situation, no matter what.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Bob Marley asks, have angels and demons, are they a legion?
0: Yeah, but they're squadrons, yes. Yeah. So there's yeah. legions and the squadrons of uh, Yahweh's heavenly angels and then the devil's demons, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Bob, that's a great film, by the way, if you can watch it. Legion was a great film. Michelle, Michelle liked it, too. Oh,
0: yeah, big time. That was a great
1: film. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was really good. You should watch no. that.
0: Oh, Seriously. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I watch very little TV. I don't watch any movies. I haven't been to a movie theater in probably 35 years. I hardly... Yeah i don't do I, theaters but consumed.
1: yeah legion, home, legion is watch. an old film and it touches r- very much on the ancient part of it in a modern mm-hmm. way it was really well done um stevie no wonder i still love your name what are and ent- elementals
0: Elementals are uh, like we just talked about the gnomes, and um, and there's even a, a world of, like these little fairies and stuff like that. I mean that would uh, be in the categories of elementals. Um, some of these, uh, I'll describe one that I saw in the photograph. It was really strange. It had the face kind of blended in. It was like a, a, almost blended in with the wood. It was standing in front of our coffee table in the living room. This was taken probably in 1997 or 99, somewhere around there. And this little guy, uh, I would say was probably 18 inches tall and had a blue coat on and had like a sash, like like a rank, you know, like a military rank sash going across the coat. And the little arms were out like this. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's interesting well, actually yeah I, it's
0: just crazy but i i assure all of you that what i'm saying is true these things are real and i've had many experiences with so many different types of beings and entities throughout my lifetime and it continues to this day um i and i'm thankful that most of my uh supernatural experiences these days are angelic. And I praise God for that. Um, I'm very thankful for that because
3: sure, <laughs>
0: coming out of the, the, the being we have to be very careful because if we go back, to, and this is why I'm every bit as much a counselor and life coach as I am a spiritual warrior, because after this is over with, not only do I have to do the things that I described to you ladies, I also have to sit down with the client or clients after that. And we have to put a game plan together for that person or person's life mm-hmm. in moving forward. And it right. is yeah, it doesn't always
1: the end person. there.
0: Yes. Yeah. You're right, Amelia. And sometimes people cannot get out of that fear-based, trauma-based way of thinking and living. And unfortunately, they open themselves up again, and it comes back. And it comes back more severe. It's true. The repeat offenders. Yeah. There's some that, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there some that I've been true. back to three, four, and five times mm-hmm. because they couldn't get there. It was such a process to try and get there.
2: Mm-hmm. i would I have to. i any-
0: do- oh, 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 Michelle.
2: I said we have to do a really quick station and sponsor ID, and I'm going to come back with a
1: question. (sighs) You know, my mouse always freezes right when you say that. It's like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Like, what is going on? (laughs) Anyway, just give me one second. It never fails. (laughs) Okay. You are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pizzano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 107.7 and 105. 0.3 FM. We're also streaming live on Roku right now. Tonight, we have returning guests and our friend, Reverend William Bean, and he is here discussing his latest book, Tales from an Exorcist. If you missed it, don't worry about it. You can stream or listen to our archives on the platform you normally use. A shout out and a thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee right here, for fully sponsoring our show from day one. We love you and we thank you so much for your continued support and your faith in us. Also, a shout out and a huge thank you for our intro and outro to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and you can find him on Facebook and Instagram where he often posts clips of his music. So go check him out. And with that said, you know what's coming next, right? If you're watching us on YouTube or you're watching us on Facebook live, make sure to give our group page a like, follow us. We keep our archives there as well. Check out what's happening, what's new. And sometimes you'll even find a funny there, but please, if you're on YouTube, hit subscribe. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> thank you. Amelia.
0: No, uh, that thank was a you. mouthful. <laughs> That's
2: why it's written down. <laughs> um, question. Of course, um, with filming, you know, I've, I've, I've done it for 20 years and you learn pretty quick that you have no creative control. Yeah. So <laughs> they bring you on for different reasons that they would have brought me on <laughs> as I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, perform an exorcism or deliverance on anybody on the spot. You're brought in to do this. Things are getting heated. You're maybe at a pinnacle or maybe just close to accomplishing something. And they say,
0: Cut. What do you do? Yeah, it's a, and, and I get mad at myself. I've been in that situation one time. I wrote about it in the book. Right. And, and how can I say this? Uh, it was a very difficult Chintley. experience. However, yeah. And, Chintley, and a close yeah. friend of mine uh, got me involved in that project. And, and what really got me involved was him contacting me and saying, look, this lady really needs help. She's got some serious yeah. issues. And so that's what attracted me to the project is wanting to help her. But the process, oh, dear God, you know, in all the other shoots that I've done over the years, it was was so blessed to be able to go. Either they would come to me uh, and we would go to a a hotel or someplace and do the shoot or a bed and breakfast or something like that. Or I would go, they would fly me out to the location, whatever it may be, go in there, do one take, one take, you know, and, and it's done. It's over with. But Mm -hmm. in this situation, oh my goodness, I think I was there, was it five days, four nights or something. I I was there almost the the whole week. And and that was very difficult for me because I don't work that way. That's exhausting. And and then waiting as much as two to three hours in between filming scenes, Um, it was maddening for me because again, I'm focused on wanting to help this lady And uh, they wouldn't even let us communicate with each other. I never met or communicated with her until the uh, last night of the shoot, which took place (gasps) in a church. And um, I performed the spiritual deliverance. And that lady had some system, I mean, to the point to where she was ready to commit suicide. She had some serious strongholds and oppression, which was, She wasn't far from a full possession, but I would say that she was demonically oppressed, not possessed. Yeah, because you're oppressed for years. Like like some people do it their whole lives, right? I mean, Yes, yes.
1: I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people don't understand it because of that whole Hollywood thing. Oh, they're possessed. They've been Mm -hmm. possessed for years. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. No. They don't understand that. I'm glad you said that, Michelle.
0: And it was so difficult for me but the end result in knowing that god ultimately worked, worked through me to free her was the greatest thing in the world and she's doing very well now and i praise god for that but the steps leading up to that was absolute madness and it was um again i'm trying to be gentle with what i'm saying here uh it was something that i wouldn't put myself in again i would not be in that same it just doesn't work it's no, if you're it's, if you are back to help right yeah. Yes, but there's nothing okay. against a production. That, it just goes know, back is, to the TV
2: thing; like it's not a. <laughs> yeah.
0: But so, okay. Uh, but to try and do something like this for real with mm-hmm. TV cameras rolling and production crew and all that, it's just it's it doesn't work. It's not possible. You can't you can't do these things on cue. I mean, sometimes this last um, into the I've gone into places. In the afternoon and came out in the wee hours of the morning. You know, coming out. So I mean, this this is over when it's over. I, right. I have no control over how long this is going to take for this person to be delivered. That's right. entirely up to God. Right. Uh, that's that's
1: spiritual energy work. Um, you can't be sorry. You, that's why I keep muting my mic because the dog's moaning every time he turns oh. over. He's fifteen. <laughs> he's, he's gonna demon. be fifteen. Fifteen in July. Oh, yeah, his growl is like. Arr. I'm like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was going to schedule accident, an appointment with bill
1: i accidentally oh, God, i God, accidentally God bumped his baby. head because i didn't oh. realize he was there he's so quiet he's old he's 15 he can't even see oh, like. but anyways him. um oh my gosh now i forgot what i was going to
0: say for you well, sorry you were talking about the process of how it oh went. yeah it was thank, you.
1: thank you thank you yeah you can't do work and then be stopped in the middle of it and and say, okay, you got to come back in a couple of hours. It's like, wait a minute, like this person's life is at stake here. Mm-hmm. This is
3: this, real. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to so stop a you're,
1: cop you're, from freeing a hostage. So why exactly. would they stop you from? This is crazy. Yeah, and sorry. So we
0: got a little. Michelle's right in what she said. It got a little heated. Yeah. of course, they have uh, skills to meet, they're doing their job, I understand that, That's right. but you've now called me in to provide a service for this woman, and and you can't come in while I'm in the middle of performing this service and, oh, here we are, we're going to talk loud and we're going to cuss and we're going to break everything down. No, that's not going to work. It didn't work. And so we Hi.
1: Dana,
3: she said you helped hi. her she wanted to say hi
0: oh. to you hi dana yes god yeah. sir dana's a wonderful woman but yeah. I, I was very not going to come in and now i'm sincerely trying to help this person to be free and then you're just going to walk in and all of a sudden all these foul words and you're breaking down everything and it's uh business as usual no i asked him to leave and to get out and uh so it got a little heated there and i'm sorry for that and i um i have no hard feelings against anybody and um -hmm. it just is what it is people went the way that it went but uh,
1: it's just not something that can be filmed yeah i wanted to bring it
2: up because of the fact that people look at television and they assume like oh boy that was quick and it's that easy you know i've had i've spent a lot of years just rectifying people as to what it is oh i saw you doing this or talking about this it's like Okay, you know, so the fact that you're doing this and and other people are in your same situation, um, it's not just something that happens with a click of your fingers. Like you still had to go back and spend a lengthy amount of time trying to help this individual. It's not just what you see
0: on television. Okay. yeah.
2: It's just really important to specify that
0: because, yes. You, You don't say a couple of words and it's over with. And as a matter of fact, how can I say this gently? um I was, <laughs> just I, a- was, still <laughs> I was asked i was asked to say a couple of words and now that'll be it and we'll just wrap it up and that's it so you're, serious, yeah. you're not seriously yeah. saying that to me right um so yeah it, yeah, it was it's your reputation say, let's say it was a learning experience i'll put it to you that way it was a learning experience yeah. i will never ever be in a position like that again because that is of no value uh, to what mm-hmm. I'm doing and how God works for me to help people.
2: So could it work the other way? Like put that. people in danger because you have an entity here, and you're here saying a couple of words, and you've you've got people who are just again, you know, lights, camera, action. We're done. Yeah. Could it have gone the other way? Of
0: course, it could. It could have gone as far okay. as infiltrating in that church, and I'll tell you why. Because they. They rented that church. They tried to present it as it being my church. So they they rented this church. And the, the pastor of the church, uh, very nice man, very nice, uh, uh, good conversation with him. However, he was terrified. He did not want any parts of what I was doing or mm. he was nowhere around. And that's bad because when you have somebody, especially a religious leader that is in that level of fear,
1: well,
0: that's not a good thing in that path. room. And so you have to no. be very strong. Yeah. I had to go through the church after it was all over with. I had to go through the church and bind and rebuke and cast out and make sure that the church was clear from all that. You, you know, what, ladies Bill, would it's be surprised a- at the churches that have called me in to come and help the pastor, the pastor's wife, the family, the congregation, because they were seeing demons in the church. Uh, I've been called into several churches around America to help people like that.
1: Wow. yeah Yeah, i believe that but in a way it's a better thing first of all you got to help this woman
0: mm, and
1: she got your assistance and and she's okay um and second of all so everything happens for a reason we don't Mm. believe in coincidences here and secondly if he had helped you it probably would have jeopardized you because of his fear if you had given him a book and said read these pages with me it could have turned yeah. completely different. So I it think it's a bad. good thing that he wasn't around, to be bad. honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, I agree um, with yeah. you. And I had a recent case um, last week. And I don't, I, I mostly were that, that very much you said right there. Because if there's any cracks in the armor anywhere, well, the demons, they're going to yeah. infiltrate. They're going to take advantage of mm-hmm. that. But I had uh,
1: Weakest uh,
0: Jeff Leeper with me last week I this know, was hi to
1: jeff i love him we go back years <laughs> i love jeff This yes,
0: i love him dearly <laughs> he's like family to me uh yep. and god worked through me to perform a deliverance over him and changed his life and now he wants to help other people uh but i got contacted from this man in hawaii now this is most bizarre because i'm very very busy i have to set appointments with people i don't do things on the spur of the moment yet i receive a message from this guy and i've helped him before via skype um, he sends me a message and says, I have come to Maryland now because I feel God led me here in order for you to help me to be free once and for all. And at first I'm thinking, well, wait a minute now, I'm hmm. busy. You're not just going to pop in and say, oh, come and help me. Uh, but then I started thinking about it and God really started to help me to get past that and say, well, wait a minute now, this man's taken a tremendous leap of faith. To get mm-hmm. on an airplane from Hawaii to come here because he needs help that bad,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I got huge. past the annoyance. Started thinking, okay, mm-hmm. this one. Um, well, I think maybe I the entity Jeff is Roo, hoping that you and, and, <laughs> and I was Michelle. To be honest, I was very annoyed at <laughs> first because I don't work that way. But
2: yeah, sorry, I got a lag. I don't mean to cut you, you off.
0: That hey, wait a minute now. He put it on me that hey this you know you gotta help this man and so I mm-hmm. contacted Jeff Lieber and uh Jeff was in Gettysburg came down from Gettysburg and he met me there in the, uh, and then and I performed the exorcism over him. Jeff assisted me with it and he's doing great now. And I wouldn't say that he was fully demonically possessed, but what I would say again, he had had for years. He was involved in a, a satanic uh, cult. He So he was mm-hmm. involved in satanic practices, which, again, brought their stronghold and legal rights in. Uh, mm-hmm. Performed the spiritual deliverance over him, baptized him. Jeff assisted me. Right. Uh, it went great, and I'm happy to tell you both that he is doing wonderful now, and I'm so thankful to God for Fantastic. that. So sometimes... Mm-hmm. We have to get past <laughs> ourselves, and I'd be the first yeah. one to admit that patience is not my strong suit, and I'm no, very stressed neither. with a lot of people <laughs> that come to me for help, uh, and yeah. so it's easy for me to get annoyed if somebody mm. is just coming to me spur of the moment, sure. but that, that was a lesson learned for me. Absolutely.
2: Mm. absolutely.
0: I
1: understand
2: that one. Um, Amelia, you started off the show with a question you wanted to ask Bill, yes, so let's I do that. It-
1: Okay, thank you, Michelle. I didn't want to break the the um the pattern here. I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. break any of Grooving, the you know, yeah. no, because we have you know, Michelle sets up a format. But anyways, <laughs> um at the beginning of the show, and it came to me because today, uh, like all days, people who know me know that I go on TikTok long story. I go in there for a laugh. <It's>,
2: needs an intervention.
1: Needs an intervention, absolutely needs yeah. an intervention. Okay. Um, so anyways, I I've noticed a lot. And um, I'm friends with Bishop James Long, and he's he's on there. And I've noticed a lot of paranormal TikTok. Have you been on TikTok, Robin, or no? Okay, no, I, I, I TikTok, was going I to ask you.
0: I know what it is. Yeah. I've even seen some videos on YouTube with TikTok okay. videos. Okay, so you know exactly or, what uh, I'm, how I'm how talking talk? about.
1: Yeah. Okay, so whether it's TikTok, mm. YouTube, or Facebook, it doesn't matter what social media media platform. I won't leave any out. Instagram, just in case they try and pull us. Um, how do you feel about people sharing these clips? Do you do you think it's <laughs> well, you yeah. can be patient that's and take I mean. a deep breath yeah. because that's how I am when I when I I look at these. Yeah. Um, I'm dangerous. grateful for people who go on there who are in this field and. Um, Show them and, and give their honest opinions on them. I'm grateful for that. But I feel like, you know, like anything. There's good and bad to everything. And and it could create a, a demon or an angel out of oh, this. Excuse the pun. Open a door.
2: Is that
0: open a that, door. Yeah. Satan is the prince in the power of the air, which means the airwaves. So we have to be very careful because though we can't see them, I assure you, they are there. There's portals everywhere, dimensional yeah. doorways, and they can be opened. Uh, even taking something. So my best advice for anybody that would be watching something like that, pray over it first and, and just say, Yahweh rebuked thee or I sealed this portal up uh, by the mighty power of Yahweh in Jesus' name. Do something to invoke the power of God over that to make sure that the portal is closed. I would recommend that you don't watch, but if you do, do something to make sure that, that portal is closed. Otherwise, the person is vulnerable for those things coming through and causing problems. See, I agree with you. It's sort of like when we're listening to
2: EVPs, electronic Mm -hmm. voice phenomena. You have to be careful to not let that bleed out into the atmosphere. Like, I have a lot, I have like probably, I've got 100, 200 hours of growly stuff just because that's what I spent two decades doing. And you can't put that out to the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You take a really big chance that you're not just literally opening a door on the spot a lot of researchers will just be really careful with things like that use headphones um you know they won't even use they won't even go digital a lot of them
0: yeah yeah it's dangerous it really is and and especially nowadays and i'll tell you why because there are such as and harp that are designed uh cern especially they're designed that in my opinion, is the most dangerous weapon on planet Earth that we know of, um, mm. is designed to open these portals and doorways. And so you mm. don't know what's on the other side of that and what's just waiting yeah, and hiding and lurking there, waiting to come through. And so mm. in our world today, so you have CERN doing that. You have HARP, that is a weapon in its own um, that could cause mm. a variety of damage, including mind-control mind things. But it can Time expand shifts. the ionosphere, which is the uppermost part of the sky, and then point these lasers at targets, including individuals. And so you, when you have that type of technology present, which I believe is fallen angel technology, by the way, when you have that type of technology present, mm-hmm. then anything is possible. And pretty much anything that you can imagine you. in your mind is possible. I agree with
2: you.
3: I agree with you,
1: Amelia. Sorry, thank you. You don't watch any television, so you're not aware of what's going on in New York City Fashion Week
3: this week. (laughs) No. No. Fashion Uh, Week.
1: It's a a big thing. You may want to Google search it. No, that t- okay. go ahead, Amelia. No, just uh, no, explain no, what I, it is. I didn't know if he was talking to me because he froze on my side. Sorry. Yeah, I know you're He's lagging.
2: Writing. Sorry, yeah. we don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but you're lagging for us. That's so-
0: okay. And I'm sorry, but um, we're making okay. it, we're getting through. And Amelia, do- tell me what's what's we're this, doing uh, really well. So week?
1: I saw this post and it and it was really disturbing because not long ago um Balenciaga had this, this oh. campaign out. You yeah, know yeah. about that, right? Yeah. Okay, you're going to want a Google search. New York City Fashion Week, Satan. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. That's it's how horrific. it'll come up. Yeah, Images. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. horrific. You
2: Google it, you're going to kind of you're you're get prepared to just uh, pick your jaw
0: off the floor. So yeah, and my yeah. my point They're wide here open is now it's this is all wide open.
1: We're leading into something that is out there on social media in in our pop. It's, it's pop, all out in the open now. Quotation marks pop. Culture, yeah, yeah, and it's damaging and it's dangerous, regardless of what your thoughts and beliefs are with faith or anything. This is damaging, whether you believe in God or not. See what this is damaging for children.
2: Secretive, it's now out in the
1: open. It's right? very open. That about that, yeah. yeah, and and this this the, fashion show when I saw it, I just fell over. This, You're but watching?
0: Are you looking at it? But when you have those in positions of power that support, yeah this kind of stuff, it's wide open. They're bold and they're emboldened to do anything and everything. Why? Because they can.
1: And Yes. And New York City Fashion Week is huge. So that is going to be publicized everywhere and Mm -hmm. never go away because it's the internet. That's true. It was a brilliant move on their part.
0: Most is there is a blatant disregard for the safety of children. And that disturbs me more than anything is that these types of people are allowed to indoctrinate children into a certain belief system and then uh, i remember certain politicians saying that we're going to capture the youth and that's exactly what is happening here and mm-hmm. it becomes a brainwash and then no matter what the three of us say it matter to people like that because they are indoctrinated and they are down with literally yep with the devil and those causes and it's very sad it's very tragic as well
1: it's a scientific fact proving that if you're exposed to something enough eventually you just accept it and keep going so this is exactly a great example (laughs) Mm -hmm. of what that is this is valenciaga didn't pay a price so the people stopped shopping there but yet they are at fashion week this week how Mm. how is that happening and um you know, Isn't and, it
0: amazing that these people can commit all these wicked and heinous acts, especially against children, and yet they can still have their positions, they can still flourish, they can still do whatever, whenever, however, there's no yes. consequence.
1: That's a good point, because they are using the same art director, which really shocked me. Mm-hmm. Really shocked me. But that's a whole other show. I just thought I'd bring it to your attention, because it, I literally just saw it yesterday. While. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long
0: topic. Yeah, maybe. But maybe the I next because time I've I come worked back, we'll dig in, into that a little more. Oh, we can.
1: You, we can. You Just
2: what I'm going to recommend is just put put a little something together, send it to me, and I can you know look it over. We can form form a, a segment around it, yeah, and most we'll certainly bring you back.
1: Yeah.
0: No, it's always great to be. Look, we could go on and on and on. That's for sure. Absolutely. I mean, the time always we're we're the getting, getting there. The <laughs> no, it's
1: always fun. Or, it's oh, always yeah, we're fun. We're getting
2: slowly to the top of the hour. So this is basically the part of the show where you promote yourself. Tell everybody what you have coming up. Tell everybody how to find you.
0: Well, I want to thank you both for having me. It's uh, it's always great to be on with you, and I certainly look forward to the next time. And I want to thank everybody out there uh, also for tuning in for watching. I appreciate it. And uh, if you are out there and you are in need, and again, if you feel like you're under some type of curse or block, or even worse, some type of demonic stronghold or oppression, or uh, you know, there's a variety of levels to this. Or if you have a loved one, unfortunately, that. You uh contact me via my website billjbean.com uh, uh send it, uh, email me uh, right there on the site i will get back back to you as with as cases but i but always busy with them yet god helps me to be able to manage this so um I, I take the sufferings of others very personally and very seriously And uh, if you send me a message, I'll do anything and everything that I can by the power of God working through me to help. Um, As far as anything else, that's pretty much, I have a few uh, shows coming up, but uh, really my whole MO and each and every day is I'm committed to the people and the sufferings of these people that come to me for help. So that's really where my mindset is always at. And um, my day doesn't end until 6 30 a.m or later every morning before to bed mm-hmm. uh because it's that many people out there who are in need and so i am committed by the power of god working through me and the calling that god has put on my life life uh, do the best and be that i uh, be the best that i can be for these people and try and help them to a be free and b move forward past it
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, wise, wise words, and thank you for doing that. Um, it's People sometimes don't realize exactly what's happening to them until it's too late. I wanted to touch on one more thing I did not want to forget, because Becca made a comment earlier, and I, I meant to to um, put it out there, about how many times she, because Amelia and I have encountered this. I, I mean, for years I've I've heard stories of this. Where they try to get their own church to come in and help them and they just don't Sorry.
1: I went through the same I
2: was that right yeah.
1: priest yeah. wouldn't wouldn't pass the foyer he through the holy water from the front door
2: exactly I'm in
1: trouble yeah. I'm in trouble
0: and, if you're and not And this goes in back to what you were saying. This goes back to what yeah. you were saying about um a man a holy man being fearful. It goes back yes. to the Bible, the seven sons of Sheba. If you are not going worth the only way it can be is to be in complete faith and have no fear you just can't um, otherwise you're you. subject to some bad things happening and boy i've heard stories of uh people yeah. being attacked over the years mm-hmm. that were trying to you know help others and i've had people uh, offer me money to uh train them And no, I'm unless it's a calling from God, I am not going to put a person in that position because once you walk through that door, you're not walking back out. So and and it's it's a mindset thing. It's a mindset
2: thing as well. You have to have your faith and whatever that may be, you have to have your mindset has to be right. I'm always saying, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say, follow through. Don't falter because you don't have another chance.
0: Absolutely correct. And, you know, unfortunately, there are people out there that see these things on TV and then they'll send messages, Oh, I can do what you do. Oh, I want to do Train me, all that. And I say, Look, it, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way.
1: Mm-hmm. And life's I, not a TV I show. People away and,
0: I, and I turn them away for their safety. They just have no idea the level of danger that is involved in this and the ramifications as well so uh for the most part unless it's somebody that comes to me that i feel god has put on me that this is an anointed person Mm -hmm. chosen by god to do this otherwise forget it no way
1: no i i think people because they're so you know it's so glamorized on television that they don't understand it and once you Witness it because I don't understand the attachment to it. and Michelle says it's interesting their curiosity. I don't get it because I've mm-hmm. lived it my whole life. I don't understand it. I don't think that anyone in this field that does well and helps a lot of people want to be in this field. That's right. all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But none of us want to be here. we it. put I we put our own it. families at risk every time we come forward to help someone That's and absolutely it's scary. Right.
0: Yeah, it's scary, and there's Absolutely a lot of preparation right. in that. So, and people don't understand that. There's again, you hit no. the nail on the head. There's a lot. This, it's just oh. not. Oh, I show up and I say a few words, and presto, you know, it's done. It's over with. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that work well, way. Way. it's it's glamorized uh, on
1: television, right? I mean, everybody wants to be yeah. the Winchesters. We're not the Winchesters. You no, know? No, I, no. I don't have the shove. <laughs> I wish I did have the car, but I
0: don't. <laughs> well, that's why I, I turn you know, we're, we're, a lot of things away because I, I can't be that. I can't be an entertainer. 100%. 100%. You just, you know,
2: I think television um, for me, media for me has always been an avenue of people finding me. And that's what I've spent 20 years doing. I mean, million are still doing it, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, this is oh the God, way
1: four years This now. is the
2: way to reach people, is what we're doing. Let's face it. I think now with paranormal television, there's so much of it. And yeah. and I do think people get themselves in a lot of trouble. Um, Stevie makes a really good uh point here. Amelia I yeah. want to get that quick. Sure,
1: and thank I'll
2: you. Oh, um, we
1: Sure, Stevie <laughs> says. Often think of some foolish investigators yelling at at the evil entities. Have no idea what they are doing, and start something they can't finish, and run screaming, making things worse. If I could add true. to that, leaving the families to deal with that as well. well. That's
2: Correct. the problem. As a lot yeah. of people, I think, with social media and and internet, um, you know, they they have groups, and uh, kudos to everybody who's out there and wants to you know, help people and and, and people who want to research. Some people are better left to research uh, more than anything else than getting in there and helping people. Because, you know, you, if you're emulating what you're seeing and you're not really learning or, or trying to get knowledge about your craft, so to speak, um, you're leaving that family and potentially yourself and those who are with you in a lot worse situation, or Mm -hmm. just go to the amazing you know, just all these public places that are fun, you know, to, to to research. And there's just a lot that we're all still learning. You know, I've been in this for, for like I said, a couple of decades. I learn something new every single day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never oh. pretend to know everything.
1: I learn every day from yeah. Michelle because I didn't start in this. I started in crime and I work with a lot of missing children and um, cold yeah. case murders. So I feel like, hello, Cece. I feel yeah. like... Um, uh, that that study of serial killers and murderers and abductors and sex trafficking sort of gave the road million. for me to understand the demonic side a little bit and, and prepped me for that. It all ties into
0: the demonic yeah, side. But it I learn every in. day
1: I learn every day from Michelle as well. So well,
0: I'm you grateful guys are for a that. Good team and God brought you together uh, you. to love each other, help each other and learn and you're doing just that and I I say this all the time on my little show is that um Knowledge is power and power perceived is power achieved. And my mind is a sponge to learn something new every day. I'm committed to learning. Those who think they know it all, they're doing a disservice to themselves because we don't know it all. The journey ends when you stop learning. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. Absolutely right.
2: Well, thank you. Wow,
0: what a dialogue. We could continue (laughs) for another four or five hours. Easy. And
2: and we shall, just not tonight. Yeah, part <laughs>
1: Why, I, know. I just got Parks my voice de. back
2: in the last couple of days. I'd like to keep it. She needs
1: some oh, rest. No. She's not resting. She's been sick for a couple of weeks. I think. <laughs> oh my God. I'm
0: gonna, yes. I'm going to pray for you. i gonna I pray for both of you all the time anyway, but I'll thank be praying you. for you. Uh, thank when you. We end the show and no matter of fact, let's end it with a prayer. Father, I thank you and praise you for this blessed and appointed time. And I thank you and praise you for this wonderful time spent tonight. Um with me and please bless michelle and help her to um overcome whatever's sickness or whatever's happened that is has uh, compromised her voice. i ask that you please bless um completely and i ask uh the same for amelia with whatever she may be needing i ask that you continue to bless them with an abundance of so love peace joy good health, and i pray that for everybody that is uh, also viewing this as well please bless them and help them with whatever it is that they may be needing, we thank you and praise you for everything, Father. For in Jesus' name.
2: Thank you. Amen. Thank you thank very you. much. So I may appreciate it be so. That. Thank you. Thank you. And, much love and God bless you, ladies, and your families.
1: And you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: I'll be in touch. And we will talk again soon. <laughs> Please. Yes, yes. Let's do yes. that. Yes. We'll I look set up forward another to another date. It. All right. Thanks. <laughs> well, we've come to uh the end of another fantastic show. Oh my gosh. Uh everybody's Kevin's chiming awake. in. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Seven's a week. I know, yeah. What are you doing a week, Honestly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so but anyway, thank you very much for everybody tuning in. You just make that show. our show that much better. Um, If you are, wherever you're listening, whether it be, you know, Facebook, whether it be YouTube, uh, wherever the case may be, Roku, subscribe, like, follow, we appreciate you so much. Big thank you to uh reverend uh bill bean he's just always such a delight he's been on the show at least you know this i don't know probably the fourth time but oh, i was but, gonna say yeah you know, we really we really love him so we'll definitely bring him back also big thank you to folgers coffee for sponsoring tonight's show big thank you to dr snick justin snicker big thank you to steve mcginnis thank you thank you uh tomorrow night we welcome for the very first time heather l arnold And she's going to be discussing her continued research and her subtract uh, called The Island of the Giants, The Lost Race of Giants of Aruba, Bonaire, and uh, let I hope I said that right. Uh, Probably not. I probably butchered it. But you'll have to tune in to find out. So until then, we wish you guys a really good night. And thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you all very much. Thank you and good night.